Fraser House. Welcome to this episode 259. I'm here with David and Lewis. Hey! What's up, everybody? Welcome back, everybody, for another week. Uh, thankfully, this week, and a lot better news uh, coming from an away game against Austin. Winning it 1-0, guys. Yep. Woo! We got the very important three points right now. Woo! It was it was important. It was it was super important. Two road yes. two road games, uh, getting coming coming out out of that stretch with any points, is uh, a positive for this team right now. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, also just how so how simple it is to just slip in the standings right now, um, in the in, in the West Coast. So so I mean, I'm just very glad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, they were very glad. <laughs> I had mentioned last week that uh, that Austin was in second place, but had not beaten uh, a team that was above the playoff line, or at the very least, a team that we don't suspect would make the playoffs. So the Galaxy would have been, uh, I'm under the assumption that the Galaxy will make the playoffs or assume that they're going to make the playoffs this year, that this would be the first real test for Austin. And it would be a pretty decent test for the Galaxy going into uh, Austin Stadium, which is, you know, a pretty uh, intense crowd. Uh, looks like a really fun experience. A lot of passionate fans out there. So it would have uh, been a difficult game for them. Um, and it turned out just that. The, the teams made it difficult for each other. And uh, the Galaxy able to eke out the, the, the road victory. So, the exact you know. word I would use. Yep. Good, good on them. Uh, well, we'll get into the. Use, I don't know if I would use eek, eek out. I would, I would probably say snooze out or a road victory. Fair enough. I think, uh, I think this was a game where I actually did like doze off in the second half. <laughs> so, uh, well, it was the second half where the galaxy did decide to uh, uh, tail off, or at the very least, again, just you know, Austin making their adjustments, making uh, life difficult for the galaxy offense because in the first half uh it was the exact opposite so you know the cliche thing to say the tale of two halves um so yeah if you're a galaxy fan the second half was pretty dreadful to watch i i I mean i don't think that it was any better or worse than the first half it was just a matter of yeah like like you said austin um making their adjustments and trying to, to to wrestle something back from from the game but um it's funny that uh you know, depending on how the stats work out, if you look at it, if you look at it just from the starting eleven perspective, and then to the the second half perspective, um, the the team did not come out good, and they didn't end up, you know, the end end the the game off very good, or uh, but you know they were they were just out there, um, and uh, and and I wish I could say that for the. The two DPs that got subbed off in the what the fifty eighth minute. That seems to be commonplace now. It looks like the the DPs are either coming off around the sixtieth minute. And again, I've said this for the past what like two or three weeks that this is not a good thing where you're where two DPs have been subbed off like almost at the same time or like back to back on top of each other around the same uh time that they would be uh, substituted in any other game which is very early in the second half and these games were by no means over it's not like they were up by three goals okay let's give these guys a rest 
uh, that's not the case. So we've talked about this. This is not a good sign. Uh, I think we've officially, uh, with the exception of uh, Bobby, we, I think David and I and the majority of the Galaxy community have officially ruled Kevin Cabral a bust. And I think we've all officially also said that Douglas Costa is officially a bust. Um, we are a third of the season, um, or we're starting the, the, the second third of the season, uh, 10 games in. So uh, for the Galaxy, game number 11 would be a third of the season uh, completed. And uh, what one goal between uh, both of these players, and that one goal was like a deflection off of yeah. free kick. So uh, I think one assist. I think because I know I know I know it wasn't Cabral. Douglas Costa might have one assist. So your two DPs uh, or two of your DPs have nothing combined. Yeah, well, and yet the I mean, you know, let's, let's, yeah let, let's be fair. Cabral should have had a, a, a assist in this game. Uh, he should have had an assist in this game. Okay, that's fair. I, but you know that. But Douglas, but Douglas that, Costa. That, that, that like, let's concentrate. Let's let's concentrate on Douglas Costa because I feel like we're gonna we're gonna argue a little bit more about Cabral. Um, Douglas Costa starts this game and looks just uninterested in playing. Um, I don't know if it's uh, you know somebody stepped on his uh, his juice box or. You know, uh, this is uh, this is something's not up for... to his standard. But I mean, he just he does not look like he wants to play. I, I mentioned it um, during the the sparse updates that we had during the game. His body language was just screaming like, "I don't want to be here." Uh, so this was one of the issues. Go like when we were rumored to sign him, and then finally when we signed him, that this is an issue, right? That motivation to play that desire to play and, and be at your uh wanting to do what you can 100 of time for an entire season uh we talked about this this is one of his issues there's a reason why he's playing in like he was playing in second division in brazil like the guy fell from grace he had all the talent in the world but he didn't have any sort of drive or heart or anything but you know greg vanny and company were going to unlock this guy they were going to do it. Not the best coaches in the world, not the best teams or organizations or world-class uh, uh, teams in the world. It was the Galaxy that were going to do it. So literally, like, everyone on, like, the face of the earth could have told you that this would have been a bust, except for the three people that actually, you know, can stop this signing. So there it is. Um, it's not a surprise. It's disappointing. I, I said in the in the beginning uh, before the season started, like this has bus written all over it. It's like I, I could probably put a hell of a lot of money on it. I'm gonna root that I'm dead wrong on this. I hope he proves me wrong. He hasn't. And again, we're only a third of the season out. And if he's already looking disinterested, I I'm not sure what changes. It's not even yeah. that the galaxy. It's not even that the galaxy are bad. It's not even that he's like. You know, like, damn, what the hell did I just sign up for? We're in last place. We can't win a game. There's no chemistry. We don't know what we're doing. This is, you know, just a horrible situation to be in. The Galaxy are, in, you know, a point behind second place Austin and three or four points behind first place LAFC. I think overall they're like the fourth, third best team in in, in MLS. I, I actually think they have more points than Philadelphia over in the Eastern Conference. So it's like, it's not that the Galaxy are doing bad. That can't be the reason. So 
it's obviously the player. Like again, he's had a history of this. This is not a surprise. So, um, the, the the crazy thing is that despite that, and again, I've said this again before, despite that the Galaxy are essentially playing without two DPs, they have the best defense in the league right now, and are again sitting third place, only like a game behind first place. So the Galaxy are not doing bad. Imagine if they had two offensive DPs that actually are worth a damn. How good would this team be? I don't know. I feel like we have to hear from Bobby. I think I think Bobby's going to bring a, a different perspective here. Bobby, what, what, what's your feeling you on Douglas know. Costa right now? You already know. I've been saying in the last two games, Douglas Costa's been driving me fucking crazy. Um, I don't think it's disinterest. I just think he just doesn't connect. He's just he just seems like he's on an island in his own, like in his mind. Um, he doesn't seem to be connecting with the team. And then when he does something great, the team doesn't connect with them. And when the team does something great, he doesn't connect with them. It's like back and forth. It's just it's 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 infuriating and frustrating at this point. Um, when he tries to make an effort, it's kind of like the. Uh, I'm not saying they're the same, but it's kind of like the Alessandrini days when he tried really hard to make something happen and then it would just like just be a bust all the time. That's kind of how I feel like he's Costa's doing it. I was just about to. I was just oh. about to ask you that. Would you would you put him on the same level as far as because you mentioned Island and just disconnected and when he tries it's not working out and vice versa. I was going to ask you if it, if you would have compared him with Alessandrini, except the Alessandrini. He put in the work. Yeah, Yeah, he put in the work and did do things from time to time. Well, also, Alessandrini fit a little bit better with the team that we had at that time. I Um, I think if we had Alessandrini on this team instead of Douglas Costa right now, we'd we'd be doing a lot better. I, I don't know about to, that either. I don't, I don't know. because the skill because the the the, the work rate and the work uh, rate yeah and, and everything Alone. that's yeah, going to be the, way yeah, higher but, than but you Douglas Costa is giving us. But you got to remember his work rate was always consistently hitting the wall. Like it wasn't gaining any really anything really he um, was, in his he, later in the later years. He so, did fine. I mean, well, well, I, I, well. Again, well, we're going to regress here because we we have talked about this in obviously seasons past. But uh, the the Allison Dreamy that first season. In 2017, he was part of literally the worst Galaxy team ever to play the game. He was basically in a team made up of Division Two players, pretending to be Division One players. Yeah. So obviously, he's going to stand out. The moment that that changed and you brought in Division One players the next season, well, he kind of evened out. His productivity didn't, you know, uh, wasn't there because it didn't need to be there, right? He wasn't the top dog anymore. Um, and so that's where he kind of lost himself. Like, well, I was always the guy. I'm not that anymore. So I don't really know what role I'm going to play here. So, um, but again, I, 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 it wouldn't be a huge difference, but yeah, the work rate alone would, I I think would make us better. Um, but you know, that's, that's done and done. Costa looks like a guy that just came in, in a, in a pickup game and everybody knows each other except him. That's how it feels. Mm. You know, it's just like, all right, you're good, but none of that's making anything happen. Sometimes his ball, his, 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 his passing are t- is too heavy, too light. You know, it's been, it's, I think, I think we only had like maybe one or two plays throughout the entire season that like he connected with Chicha and like it, it ended up becoming, you know, something kind of dangerous. But 
it's it's just it's too it's it's very little. But again, I didn't bring up Alessandrini to say that they're the same. I'm just saying that that's kind of the, the, no, no, the I get it. same scenario. Yeah. Um, I, that I I feel like Costa's in right now, and what I'm seeing right now. Um, but okay, yeah, but I mean, well, I think overall, all of us can say that we're not happy with the output that Costa has given us, and it's not like it's 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 not even like for me, it's not even like with Kevin Cabral where you could see maybe some positivity. Um, it's it's this guy. It's like he's clearly just not like I said, not interested, not connecting as Bobby was was saying. And doesn't look like he's going to really go out of his way much to try and cause that to change. Um, I mean, something weird needs to click for it to happen. I don't know what it has to be or what it could be, but something weird has to click in order for it to work. Right. The way that we want it to, to work, you know. The difference is between those two players, even that they're you know that they're both DPS. They're they were signed for different reasons, right? And we will we are aware of what those reasons are, um, and. The expectations are different. The same I, I, way, I still don't see. I don't. I still don't see the moving the needle. I don't. I okay, don't see which it. is fine. Which is fine. You don't have to see it. Doesn't mean that that wasn't the reason why they signed up. Okay, like know, you can just... you could you could disagree that hey, these you know the people in charge signed them because they needed a big name signing, and you can say uh, this is not a big name signing, and that's fine, and your point could be valid, and I agree with you. He doesn't move the needle. We talked about this. That doesn't mean that wasn't the reason. Yeah, I, I so I guess so. So I mean, uh, and so and, and we, again, we talked about this. This this is a weird. Like I, I'm not even sure I can put this on Greg Manny because it just doesn't seem like a Vanny type of signing, right? We 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 looked at what type of player that Vanny was bringing in, and this was the exact opposite. And so he brought in, you know, mid to to young 20, 20 year olds. Um, would you would you say, Lewis? Would you say that that this could have been a gamble? Because I remember when we when, when when it Toronto was. when Toronto signed Giovinco, I remember being excited, and you mentioned that nobody knows who Giovinco is. I knew we all knew who Giovinco yeah. was. Um, but your argument was nobody knows who Jovinko is. But he, right. he made it known who he was. He, well, right. He he made. I mean, he made a name. He made himself known in MLS because he was a phenomenal player. But he's a guy too that came in. He was a guy who who wasn't a playmaker. He was a he was a winger primarily. Um and and Greg Vanny made that work for him and turned Jovinko into a bit of a playmaker. Within MLS, he was able to do it. Um, do you think maybe like the gamble was that maybe he saw similar um, attributes in Douglas Costa? No, because because though you could say he had the skill to do it, because we said this like, hey, skill wise, he's probably the most skilled player in MLS. That doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be the best player in MLS, um, but you could. My argument was always. The way Greg Vanny talked about what he was trying to build, what he was trying to do, what, the culture that, you know, the, changing the culture. Douglas Costa just didn't fit that philosophy. It didn't fit that mold. Yeah. Skill wise, I don't think anyone was going to argue. It was more about what, hey, this guy has a history of injuries. We're trying to get away from that. I'm sure that yeah. Greg Vanny knows that this. this is a well known, or this is a well enough known player to know that, hey, this guy fell from grace, right? We were, we were done, uh, 
um, signing the overage names. I mean, when when the bail rumors were were happening, Greg Banning was quickly was quick to you know to turn him down. Like, yeah, he's a great player, he's a phenomenal player, but he's not what we're trying to do here. Mm-hmm. You know, but Douglas Costa was. That just doesn't make any sense. So, I, th- I again, we talked about this, and this is an assumption. This is not. Something that happened, you know, what we know officially it happened, but this doesn't seem like a Greg Vanny signing. And it seems like the FO just kind of put it on him and say, it's your job to figure it out. And obviously, this is not an outlier because this FO has a long history of doing that to every single coach that, you know, has worked under them. So I don't know why Greg Vanny would be any different. So, yeah, I don't think Greg Vanny can find a spot to put him in, but he can't bench him either. Uh, Kevin Cabral, however, that's on him. That's on him. He has to stick by him. He has to, you know, he has to own this. Like, hey, I fucked up here, right? Because um, that's his guy. Uh, he personally went out and scouted this guy, and personally, you know, went out and said, "I, I we need to sign this guy and whatnot." So, um, th- that's again where the expectations are a little different. So, but at the same time, it's. Know, what I said before, I don't think anyone can come in here and genuinely be successful under what we're, what's you know what we currently have right now, and I stand by that. And so far, I haven't really been proven all that wrong. But you know, for what it's worth, you know the double the double edged sword with Greg Manning right now is you have improved the defense dramatically. Right, I mean, the, the defense is literally the best. I mean, statistically, it's literally the best in MLS. They have allowed seven goals, which is best in the entire league. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. that is absolutely. I mean, you can't overlook that. You can't just say yeah, but no. There's no yeah, but it is a, a, a just a massive 180 for this team, and it has to be commended. Sega Kulabali was our worst defender last year. He is now our best defender. So you really can't overlook that. And kudos to Greg Vanny for improving that and, you know, again, working with two less DPs than, you know, other other big uh, teams have and still finding a way to win. But you also have to say, hey, Greg Vanny doesn't always get it right. right? You know, he has made the, the mistake of uh, his starting lineups. He obviously made the mistake with Cabral. Um, so what is that double-edged sword? Like, how do you want to, you know, rate Vanny right now? It's like that, ooh, there's both sides to that. Um, but... At the end of the day, the results are what matter. And right now, the Galaxy are doing well. And when, the one thing that I will say about the, the the Galaxy, and you know, we're not used to this, and we were uh, for the past few seasons. I know, David, you you know, you've mentioned it a lot uh, during this you know horrible time in Galaxy history. Is that you know they need to find a way to win, and they they, they don't win those those scrappy games. Well. For the past two seasons, at least in the first half of the seasons, they found ways to win. And this team is definitely a blue-collar team. They're fighting. They're making things difficult for everybody. Their defense is there. They're scrappy. You know, they're not the 2011 team, right? They're not that white-collar team that, dude, I'm just going to run you over because I'm better than you. We have better players, and you're not going to stop us. Right now, they're they're a working-class team. They're Everybody is playing defense. Everybody is hustling. Everybody is, oh, for the most part, everybody is hustling and playing back, you know, uh, tracking back, um, playing as a unit. Uh, obviously, there's some defense, I mean, uh, offensive woes that have come in the past, you know, three or four games, and we'll talk about that. But 
overall, the team is, you know, it may not be that superstar team that we all want, but at the moment, I said this last week, I think we can compete with anybody. And so uh, at this moment, I still stand by that, that we can compete with anybody. Doesn't mean that we can't lose. I'm just saying we're not going to get blown out. So with yeah. the exception of maybe a couple games, a couple teams yeah. here and there. But I, I, for the moment, I stand by that. I mean, you know, and this is the type of win that that we had been talking about. The Galaxy had been needing to to perform. Like they need to be able to to just scrape these games. Probably for like the last couple of years, right? <laughs> We've been talking about how like, listen, the Galaxy just needs to get back to winning ugly, and then we'll figure out the rest later. Um, and and this is a game that certainly they did that. They 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 won ugly. They got a a, a good goal from Mark Delgado. Uh, from from distance, and if you're watching the the broadcast on Fox Sports, they said it multiple times. You only have a three percent chance of making a shot from right there, uh, or the XG on that was like you know three percent or whatever. Um, it was, which is which again, like every time it was said, it I just pictured SpongeBob going, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, which drives me crazy. Which is why that stat drives always drives me crazy. Um, because but it's, funny it's because not about, it's not about it, what you're expecting to get. It's what you actually can get, you know, whether it's a low percentage chance or a high percentage chance. If you play the numbers too much, Mark Delgado doesn't take that shot. I'm not saying that you shouldn't take the shot. You have space. You take the shot, but you have to understand that, you know, taking the shot. It's obviously you're trying to create some sort of havoc, right? Maybe you don't hit, you know, hit the back of the net. But you make the goalie work. Maybe you earn a corner. Maybe you you you, you um, create a scramble within the box, and you you, you try to pick up that rebound. Um, it's not that you shouldn't be shooting from outside the box. You definitely should be shooting when you have space and when you get a chance. But you also have to understand that you know there are high percentage shots and there are low percentage shots. So you know if you look at it like in basketball, right? You know you live and die by a three. Sure, you can. You can win games with three pointers, but you know, most of those aren't going in unless you're unless you're Steph Curry. I mean, that, those balls that seems aren't to be. That, I was going to say that seems to be the modern game, though. Is right. Is, the modern game know, is outside shots. Outside shots, right? You you now, now they're looking at hey, I need perimeter shooters and whatnot. It's still a low percentage shot. It's still very or much you can just like play the guy, or you can just play the goddamn game. Or you can play the goddamn game, right? Which is fine. I have no problem with someone taking the shot if they have the space. But you have to understand, like, if they don't hit the target, there's a reason why they don't hit the target. Or if look at the, the, the chance that you look at the chance that Chicharito missed, that was like 95 percent, you know, a, a goal right there. It wasn't well. It wasn't 100. that high. But 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 I see I see what you're saying. 120 percent. Like yeah, I mean, the goal should have gave it to him. The goal should have fallen down. <laughs> yeah, over the ball a little bit. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, and so, that's just that's just one of those things where you you see his body language, you see Chicha's body language. He's so frustrated with Cabral, especially. I think it was Mike Gray who was at the game in Austin was saying that there was a there was a moment where Chicha's shaking his head three times, three different occasions at Cabral from the same play, like he was beside himself at the decision making of Kevin Cabral, and then Cabral actually feeds him a really good cross. And, and he yeah. guys it like that, you know, it's like, it's, it's just, it's one of those things where you gotta be careful. You gotta be careful with, I, I mean, I don't know what you call that. Is it, is that karma? You know, it's like you're, you're over here 
talking shit and then no. and then you do something like that. No, no because that's not karma. yeah, well, a I mean we can get into a whole philo- philosophical argument <laughs> as to why karma doesn't exist, but or b it's no, he can be frustrated. Well, yeah. Like you can like we're all frustrated with him. Why wouldn't a guy, his his teammate be frustrated knowing very well that you made a mistake, you didn't do the correct decision, you lost the ball? We've all said it, like, hey, Cabral is where offenses goes to die. So you think Chicha doesn't know that? So, yeah, he has a right to be frustrated. Why wouldn't he be? And because he misses it, we criticize him too. But it doesn't necessarily mean that, oh, you shouldn't have been frustrated at Cabral. You shouldn't have done that to Cabral. Why not? He deserved it. So it's 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 just like a weird thing. It, like, in, in today's world, it's like you're either on side A or side B and there's no medium you can't go both ways you can't have it both ways it's just stupid it's just like a dumb way of looking at things you know um but no like it's not karma he missed it and we'll criticize him for it yes you should have scored right there yes you definitely 100% should have scored that goal you should have been up 2-0 at that point um this time around it didn't hurt you you won the game so no harm done um, and the XG on that was uh, 60%, by the way, um, which is still high. Well, that's, that's wrong. <clears throat> it, it should have been 100%. There's no such thing as 100%. <laughs> but, but, um, I mean, honestly, though, it should it have nah. just, honestly, Chicha should have just let his body just run into the goal and it would have gone in. And just don't even try to kick it. It would have just hit his body and just went straight in. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I'm being exaggerating. I, I, know, I mean, I'm not excusing Chicharito. The guy is, you know, no, I know. The, the, the guy needs to 100% make that goal. Uh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not excusing him. I'm not saying he gets a pass. You need to bury that dude. And if this game ends up tied or we lose this game, everyone's probably on Cheetah's case right now. Yeah. And rightfully so. Uh, because there's no reason for you to miss something like that. So, um, so yeah, sure. Kevin Krabosh should have had an assist there, and I'm sure that he probably would have, you know, just as frustrated uh, with Chicha. But it, it's, you know, uh, it doesn't excuse Krabosh. Even if Kevin Krabosh gets that one assist, like what? He's forgiven. He no. one assist in. So, so it's like you know. So so the, the argument there is just kind of weird that oh he should have had an assist. Okay, so he's still no. But behind. when we're talking okay. about, no, but when we're talking about his no, it's a, it's stats and numbers. But it's an argument that there are moments that he actually does do things that could create something. It's just not. Yeah, you know, it's it, it, they're they're far and they're too far and few between. Sure, um, but I mean it, we it, could say that with other people as well on yeah, the team. And, but. and when you look at and when you look at the court, like the the perfect example of the Kevin Cabral and um, Efrain Alvarez uh, offense was perfectly exemplified by that corner kick that they took. They had an opportunity to put numbers in the box and get a good cross off into the box. And and the goalie was the Austin goalie was making mistakes. Like he he had a lot of like turnovers or bad passes and you know uh, from from the goal kick. There were many times where the Galaxy should have pounced on the mistakes that he was making. And so why not Force the keeper into making a decision whether to come out and challenge a ball in the air or stay home and see if somebody can get a header on on it. Instead, they elect to take a short corner, one of the worst short corners I've probably ever seen in my life, um, where they kind of take it and then they just wait for the Austin 
um, defense to collapse on them. They tried to force a pass and they turned it over. Um, it was it was awful. It was an awful corner kick. Um, but you know re- the recovery from that uh, from that that Austin attack is what led to that cross that Chicha missed so spectacularly. But it's um it's it's a lot of frustration right now. Um, you think that this offense is going to click and they'll start scoring multiple goals because against some of the other competition in the league, they're going to need to be able to score multiple goals. Um, but thankfully for this game, it worked out. Who was the best player in the, or highest rated player in the game? Um, I would have said Mark Delgado, but he got a yellow card. Um, cause like during the game, I was like, Mark Delgado is the highest rated player in this game. Uh, but like I said, he, he got a yellow card. Um, I, I mean, uh, it's gotta be either him or, or Ravellison. Bobby, even with the card, I'll go with Delgado. Yeah. I, I thought that was kind of a no brainer. He's got the goal. Uh, the guy was, uh, uh kind of a workhorse the, the entire game. It was definitely more Delgado and it's by a, like uh, a long shot, uh, 8.5 rating, uh, wow. no other player, uh, no other player. And that's with the yellow card. No other player got, uh, an eight, and the one below him is one point one for this uh, of uh, below him. So there's a big difference. Who was number two? Uh, probably Julian Araujo. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Revelous one. You're both correct. They're both seven point four. Um. Yeah, uh, a lot of work Do in that I midfield. Get any extra but... balls and beers points. I was gonna say, what's <laughs> 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 our prize? <laughs> Is there a transfer between shows? Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, seven point four for both uh, Araujo and Ravelson. Uh, Araujo had uh, thirty out of thirty-five passes, eighty-six um, percent. Won all of his tackles, uh, three for three. Uh, however, ground duels were kind of off four out of 11 36% not good there um and then uh kind of similar numbers for for Revelison who actually had some expected goals and uh expected assists albeit low um but yeah uh, uh again a, a workman like uh game and as i said i, I think this is a blue collar team that is just you know uh, fighting for every inch, fighting for for everything right now, including uh, respect from, well, not just around the league, but from their own fans as well. Who was the lowest rated player in this game? Mm. I would have to go with Alvarez on that one for me. Costa. Okay, so both of these players were subbed off after 60 minutes, so I'm not sure if you want to put an asterisk there. Mm. It almost Costa seems... It, it almost seems like, and I'm going to say this from here on out, um, until proven otherwise, like the default, unless it really, really stands out, it almost seems like the default best rated player is going to be Mark Delgado or Raheem Edwards, unless someone else has a stellar game, right? And for me, the least rated player has to be either Costa, Alvarez, or Cabral. It's just like the de facto, just by everything like they, they, nothing is being done in that midfield or the offensive side of that midfield 6.5 6.5 and 6.7 for those three players all coming off in the 59th minute 
and they weren't the lowest. Uh, the lowest does make sense. It is Chicharito at six point three. Uh, mm. So you know a little bit below them. Because that, that kind of makes miss. Yeah, <laughs> because of yeah. the miss. <laughs> Uh, he took one shot. He missed that one shot. And, and again, spectacularly. When you're a, <laughs> spectacularly. Um, when you are a striker and you only, you know, it, it, I guess it's the same thing as a goalie, right? If you have a shutout, but you never saved the ball and you still have a low rating because you never saved the ball because you didn't have to save a ball. Same thing with Chicharito, right? If you don't have that many shots taken, they're not hitting the target. And, you know, you're going to get a low rating, especially when that one shot you take is point blank and should be a goal. Yeah, I'm sure they took that into consideration. Well, 6.3 for uh, Chicha, and of course the, the next is the midfield, which is atrocious. And by the way, I've said in the past couple weeks, um, the more I've learned about expected goals and how you rate a player, the more I see that Efrain Alvarez just made me more lucky than good. I think I'm ready to die on that mountain now. Hmm. I think I'm ready to die on the mountain. I said I'm still almost there. I just need to be pushed. I got pushed. Alvarez is more lucky than good. He's not a good player. Uh, it may very well that he could be productive in another league, like Liga Mexi, uh, uh in the Mexican League. Um, hot take. And it's not because Seattle won the Champions League. I think MOS has caught up to them. Um, they could just never win the big game, but I just think overall more MLS teams are going into Mexico and getting results. Um, and this is also uh, going up against uh, teams that are already in mid-form and MLS teams in preseason form, and they are starting to even out now. So yes, maybe Alvarez goes into an inferior league. Yeah, hot take. Uh, maybe he goes into an inferior league, and yes, maybe he does better because the style of play is different and not as uh, physically intense or just as good anymore. Um, I'm writing down that note. Efren Alvarez is not good. He is highly overrated, and he's just lucky. Mm. That's it. And go ahead and fight me. I'm, uh, I'm ready. I have no stats to... Them. No So There it is. Um, stats for the game. Let's go ahead and run the stats down. 55 to 45 ball possession in favor of Austin. Expected goals 1.2 for Austin, 1.11 for the Galaxy. So pretty much even as far as expected goals. But as I said earlier in the podcast, it was a tale of two halves. The expected goals for the Galaxy in the first half was 0.8. Five. Now, again, 0.6 of that was Chicharito's miss. So a big portion of that was coming from that one shot. Um, and then 0.2 the rest of the way, which actually isn't all that great. Um, which would have been the same as Austin's, who had a 0.25 in the first half. So once again, you credit the Galaxy defense for keeping that as low, not creating many chances for Austin. And Austin is, at least statistically, one of the better offensive teams in the league. They've scored 22 goals in nine games. And again, granted that 10 of those goals came the first two games against horrible opponents, it doesn't matter. Against horrible opponents, I'm sure the Galaxy wouldn't be able to put up five, five either. So can't overlook that. 22 goals in nine games, second best only behind LAFC, who has... 23 goals in the galaxy guess what 
a clean sheet. Five. That is now five clean sheets for the season, and we are only 10 games in. Half their games, they shut out the opponent. One of them being the best offensive uh, teams in the league. So again, you cannot discredit the Galaxy defense. You have to give them all the credit in the world right now. Second half, different story. 0.95 goal, expected goals for Austin in the second half. And most of that came uh, almost right away. I want to say probably in the like around the 60th minute is when Austin really uh, started uh, turning it up. 0.26 expected goals for the Galaxy. So if you take away Chicharito's chance, the expected goals would have been pretty much identical at 0.25. It would have been 0.5 for the game, which is not good at all. So Galaxy probably stole three points in Aussie because they certainly didn't deserve to win this game. Um, they certainly didn't deserve to lose in RSL. Probably what should have been a draw um, both ways. So the way I look at it, well, that's two points. Galaxy got away with three. It's a road victory. You take the three points, come back home, you keep pace with the with the uh, the top two teams in the Western mm-hmm. Conference, and you don't look back. You can certainly criticize the team. They didn't play great. You can do both. It's okay. Once again, you can play both sides. You can both can be correct. They got an ugly win. They didn't look good. And still be happy with the result. You're good. Um, so, yeah, th- this is a game that, uh, yeah, it, it, it's a road victory. That's where I'm going to go with this. It's a road victory. It's a road win. It's a ugly road win. Uh, Greg Batty actually said it in his post-game interview how when Seattle has an ugly win, it's celebrated, but the Galaxy get criticized. Well, the difference <laughs> is, is when Seattle has an ugly win, it's probably because they're playing 16-year-olds, bro. Because they're oh, half high, they have bigger fish to fry. <laughs> so Yeah, but it also uh, probably you, still looks better. It probably yeah. still does look better, yeah. Um Yeah, but, uh, you know, Seattle Seattle got uh, Seattle got ugly wins and lifted a trophy. You know, that's that's the difference. <laughs> yeah, that's the difference. Uh yeah, I mean, yeah, that first trophy, that first MLS Cup was probably the ugliest ML- well, not the ugliest game, but hey, you didn't put a single shot on goal and you won MLS Cup. So mm-hmm. that is a feat in itself. Um, but you know, uh, I, I get the argument there, right? I mean, yeah, you're you're not giving credit to the Galaxy for you know getting these victories on the road, getting these difficult uh, wins, those that that game of inches where you come out on top. So I, I understand that. I, I really do. And that's why I, I have to give credit here that hey, you know, five shutouts. I, I can't overlook that. None of us should be overlooking yeah, that. No, none of that should be overlooked because it's, it's, um, it's important. It's, it's uh, How many shutouts did we have last year, Lewis? Uh, we had, I believe, five. We had five oh, yeah. last year. We've, I think we've already, or eight. Might have been eight. I don't remember. Five or eight. Either way, we're very well, close to we breaking that. I hope we didn't hit the cap. Uh, <laughs> I hope so either. I, I hope not as well. Um, like, and, and again, I, and I stand by this. I'm not saying we're winning MLS Cup. I'm not saying we're one of the best teams in the league. We're not. Uh, we are still very much, you know, dysfunctional. Somewhat. So I, I didn't think uh, 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 a piece in the athletic came out. Um, I, I always knew that 
you know, the infrastructure was bad. We've always known that. I had no idea we didn't have a video room. I had no idea the Galaxy did not watch video of past games where, like, you know, they can dissect, sure, and analyze. No, 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 I mean, no. I'm sure. I'm sure they have that. I, I, I'm sure that they've done that and they do that. I just don't think that there was a room dedicated to that, so they can use other rooms in the in in the stadium, right? Whether it's the locker room or or whatever. So you know, but. But I, I don't yeah, think I'm that sure they've been doing it. I'm yeah. sure they have. It, or in the hotel when they, you know, when they get together for away games and stuff like that. Like I've seen video of them all together in a hotel watching video before. Which so it's not like they bad. don't do it. It's not like they don't do it. It's just they didn't have a room dedicated to that. Which is still kind of bizarre to me. You know, I don't have I don't have a, a, a room dedicated to recording this podcast, but yeah, here we are. I'm recording the podcast. You know, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, you're not a multi-million dollar franchise team. <laughs> right. True. Yeah. So yeah. Lewis is right. Uh, so it is weird. Lewis is right that it is weird. There's no isolated room or a conference room or something dedicated to that. But again, I doubt that they have not been reviewing videos. No, I'm just, not saying I just that destroyed they my, my podcast just... room. Sorry, guys. <laughs> so... <laughs> I offended you with the the yeah. Well, the, 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 the there's your reason to go. Dollar, yeah, yeah. yeah, the, yeah. There's your reason to go buy a podcast room now. There you go. Um, yeah, it, it's. I mean, look, we, we've known that this has been dysfunctional, and the fact that Greg Vanek can come in here and I said I, I couldn't be excited for him because no one can flourish. Remember, under... remember when GBS came in and there was all these, um, or we had. There was a yeah, documentary and sweats and, and yeah. Yeah. The, the documentary pain. about Boca and how he brought a lot of technology into Boca and like they had the, like all these different, um, the, the trainer, what's his name? The butcher brought in like some, some kind of state of the art tools. And we thought, Oh wow, they're going to start, none you know, they're going to implement either. that at the galaxy. Yeah. They, none of that happened. Um, or, you know, maybe they have it and then they tear it down and they get repurposed. Out of the way. Um, I, I don't maybe I maybe they had one. Maybe they had one. And then the Chargers came in uh, a few years ago and needed the office space for their front office people or whatever. And they got dismantled and they didn't have one again. But, uh, you know, I'm saying just because they didn't have a room dedicated to, to it doesn't mean that um, – you know, they didn't have it, but don't put it past this FO to do something right. What they're going to end up doing is they're going to announce a state of the art, you know, video room where the team can go and review th the games and analyze everything and blah, blah, blah. And then we're going to come to find out that that used to be Raul's office and they had to kick him out of his office. <laughs> don't say that, dude. <laughs> oh, the long standing serials of David's Galaxy World. <laughs> I'm just saying um, they would do some stupid shit like that <laughs> and say it and piss out the fans, you know. Uh, I mean, you know, yeah. let's be fair, Galaxy fans, we get pissed at everything, any little mm -hmm. thing that they that we do. Uh, that, that, that yeah that that thing that that they put out a few days ago uh the season ticket member bulletin with joe titino um when 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 you guys sent it to me i started reading it and i'm like oh no is joe leaving like it this sounds like a goodbye and then it ended with come out so come out and support the team and i'm like oh yeah okay sure and it's funny because i heard it in like 
like the first beginning half of that, it did sound like a somber goodbye. But then the second half, all of a sudden, I felt like I started hearing it like over the loudspeakers at the stadium. Like, okay, everybody. Like, you know, when you hear them telling, telling you about all the safety precautions and stuff, it started sounding like that to me. Yeah, it, it almost reminded me of, okay, so I know this is going to be like super obscure and, and, and weird uh, reference, but um, do you guys remember the, the movie um, A League of Their Own? No, David, I, I don't remember that movie at all. So, so there, shut up. This. There's a scene, <laughs> there's a scene in that, there's a scene in that movie where, you know, they're, they're, they're looking at the half empty stadium. The league is struggling and the announcer is like, Hey, if you guys are listening on the radio, you know, that means that, uh, you know, this, this broadcast doesn't go out very far. So come on down to the game. <laughs> That's what it felt like. That's what that Joe Titino thing felt like. That's funny. Okay. That's funny because yeah, because like I didn't get that vibe, but I could totally, I could totally hear it now. <laughs> I see. I, I mean, I see that like now, but I didn't get yeah. that vibe. But like I yeah, see that now. I think, I totally, yeah, totally correlated. That was that was the vibe. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I, I think I, I think what what made people mad was not the fact that Joe's out there going like, "Hey, come on," you know, but I think it's just a, like, oh, here's another thing that the front office is doing to hide from their responsibilities or, or, you know, they know that they know that people don't like them. Mm. You know, that letter would have come from Chris Klein and would have been like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. And, I don't think, but I also don't believe that that came from the front office. That was just straight from Totino. I don't think he would have had that type of, well, I don't yeah, know. I'm, uh, I talked to him personally about a lot of things. Uh, I, I don't think that came from the front office. I think that was directly from him. Because we did tell him, like, what the hell? Why did it sound like you were going away? He's like, it did? <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. We'll talk to him about it in a, in a future episode. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to get him in, yeah. a, in, a, in the show. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, look, coming up, we have uh, we have 90s night in uh, against FC Dallas. So, uh, if you uh, have been looking at the social media, it looks like Twizzle might be making a return. Um and uh, the galaxy have some. I completely some, I almost uh, forgot how he looked when I saw him. I was like, "Oh twizzle. shit, that's right." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the galaxy has some some throwback merch, you know, for you to go spend your money on, uh, you know, consume, consume, consume. And uh, yeah, you know, I, I'm looking forward to this game. I think it's going to be a fun night. Uh, it, it looks like it might be close to a sellout, so it'll be a packed stadium again. Um, I will be there. It's gonna be a fun night. And tonight's gonna that black eyed wow. song that they really? play all the yeah. time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a party in the USA, Bobby. Uh, <laughs> I'd rather hear that one, actually. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but before that, we have US Open Cup. Uh, so we're we're playing against uh, who is this? Cal United FC. So Cal United another, Strikers. Cal United Strikers. Um, yeah, their logo. You know, their, their logo looks like a hospital. Thing. <laughs> it's a. It's a chance for, you know, Kevin Cabral to uh, accidentally score a, a hat trick. Um, it's a chance for, I, I really do hope that this is primarily G2 players and, and we don't see yeah, Chicharito or, or Douglas Costa um, on the field for this one because I really don't think that they need to be on the field for this one. Agree. They um, better not be on the field for this one? Yeah, it should just be mostly G2. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to see, you know, some of the, the G2 players out there doing their thing. I, I think that they're going to be able to get past this team. Um, and I think that Greg Vanny is actually taking the U.S. Open Cup seriously. So, um, you know, as I said, it's it's a it's a relatively easy trophy to win. And it's at least something that you can say, look, we want a trophy. 
um, which is something that we haven't done for a very long time now. Not to say that that's going to be just as good as winning an MLS Cup. Um, it's just, you know, something. It's a step in the right direction. I'm sure everyone understands that. I hope. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Uh, nope. I think that's it. See you guys on Saturday. Uh, yeah, it, it's going to be a fun game. Dallas, uh, we are equal uh, on points with them. 19 points each. Galaxy will hold a tiebreaker because they have one more victory than Dallas. But again, it, even if it is a home game, it's uh, it's a tough test. Um, so uh, Mr. Alan Velasco comes into uh, the, the diggity. So uh, another uh, a good test for the defense who's been holding up so far and uh, look forward to it. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. This is episode 259. We're saying goodbye with David and Lewis. Bye. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. And this is Bobby. Later. Thank you for listening to LA Is Our House. Make sure you check out our website, laisourhouse.com, where you can find all our social sites. Also, listen in to Balls In Beers, our weekly MLS prediction show, where you can find on iTunes and Spotify. Hit that subscribe button.